Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to Lost Legends, Tales of Thurn. This is Ben, the DM. The kaboom forces the ship forward into the water. And we just keep firing the cannons until inch by inch we make it west. My name is Theron. My uncle is, was his college roommate. Kalanon, what you use this for is you use this to defeat the dust buddies. I'm Big Boots. I'm your new best friend. They want biscuits? Oh, they want those backdoor biscuits. My name's Magna. You're chained up. That's kinky. You can call us the Dirty Water Boys. You are the Dirty Water Boys? Last time on Lost Legends Tales of Thern, the Dirty Water Boys had a fortuitous run-in with Big Boots' adopted mother, Little Love. She spoke with her heroes about a funeral ritual from her native tribe requiring a rare flower, the Violet Orchid. While Magna, Kalanon, and Theron helped around the barbarian camp, Big Boots set out to retrieve the flower, meeting Geishan the Beholder and the wizard Hamlish along the way. Hamlish, having already used the Violet Orchids to make health potions for the coming war, gifted Big Boots some orchid seeds with which to complete the ritual. Big Boots returned, and with Little Love held the funeral ritual and shared a family moment underneath the stars. Our scene continues as day breaks, and our hero's journey to the Kargazar Mountains proceeds. What's up, guys? We are here live in the studio. No, we're not. We are all in our own home studios recording Lost Legends Tales of Third. Thank you for joining us. You know what, listener? You're a special person. I appreciate you for listening. You're my favorite person in the world. How are we doing, guys? Not us, obviously. But what? <laughs> we're not your favorite person. I mean, you guys are up there, but like this person <laughs> took the time to listen to this show. You know, they did. They did. And I appreciate <laughs> them as well. Yeah. <laughs> How are we doing, fellas? Doing well. I'm all right. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Third episode of the day. Another day, Ooh. another dollar. Let's get it. So, um, I had a family reunion, right, Joe? Yes, you did. Yeah. And you couldn't cut meat. I mean, I could. It just was a little hairy. It got a little hairy, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 So funny. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Furball. <laughs> Little hair of the dog that bit ya. <laughs> Alright, Ben. Where, 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 what are we doing? Where are we at? Heck yeah. Well, um, Big Boots, you would wake up in the goblin camp, or the goblin, in the barbarian camp. Um, <clears throat> from the looks of it, you had guessed that Little Love, you, you guys probably both fell asleep, and then Little Love, you know, at some point woke up and brought you back. And the whole place seems to be uh, like they're starting to pack up camp. Yeah, they're uh, moving on. They they spent, you know, a few days hunting here, and they're going to keep following the herds, trying to get as much game as possible uh, to stockpile food for later. Um, you'd see Little Love. She's uh, out there kind of carrying barrels of salted meat, like one above her shoulder and the other under her arm, you know, as like the other barbarians are like, it's two to a bucket or two, two to a barrel, rather. Um, um, I'm going to help load up, too, and I'll grab like a little like like salt shaker worth of salt and carry it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. 
yeah, she uh, looks over and says, oh, you're awake. Thank you. I, um, at this point, you would also see the other dirty water boys kind of helping out around camp as well as they try and pack up. The, uh, the whole pack up process takes about an hour and a half, which would put it about 930 in the morning. Okay. Um, at which point she, uh, you know, little love would kind of pull all you guys aside and she would say, well, I, uh, I guess we best be off then. So where, where did you lads say you were headed? Nowhere too dangerous, I hope. Um, yeah, just to uh, awaken an ancient dragon to help us fight another ancient dragon. You know, the huge. Yes, oh, that sounds terrifying. He's joking, right? And she kind of looks at the rest of you. Mm, no, but pretty standard no, for our adventures. Not. Yeah, we're just going mountain climbing. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, well, the Cargazar Mountains are not far. I imagine you'll be there within the next couple of days on horseback. Uh, we have your horses fed and cleaned. Uh, with new shoes, and uh, you know they'll, they'll speed you along the way for sure. Appreciate it, mom. Just be careful. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Of course, mom. Uh, I, I I joke with these boys, but this is this is kind of like my new clan that I've I've set out and and built. Uh, we got each other's backs. We're we're more strong than we look. We're stronger than we look. Yes, well, to be fair, I've always known that about you, Big Boots. And she just smiles and pats you on the head. I flex. <laughs> she says, well, we uh, we do have something prepared for you. And she brings out, it's kind of like uh, some of the bear meat they turn to jerky, you know. Um, and she says, you know, this will last a little bit longer. Uh, it's teriyaki style. And, uh, you favorite. know, that'll, that'll kind of... Get you up to the mountains here, food-wise, so you don't have to do much hunting. That'll take away from time that you could spend riding, you know? I guess the very last thing, then, she uh, would reach around her neck. So she's got kind of a rough-spun tunic on, and uh, she would reach down as she pulls out an amulet. Um, or it looks kind of like an amulet. It's got this weird, kind of like a like a bluish metal. It's almost like a, so imagine like a pearl necklace with like an amulet on the bottom, except rather than pearls, the whole necklace is made out of this bluish metal. Um, it's uh, kind of cold to the touch a little bit, but um, she would take it off and she puts it around your neck, big boots. Oh. She says, uh, this is the, um, the only thing I took with me from my former tribe is I, I feel that, you know, you may need a little bit of luck on the, uh, the journey to come. Oh, Mom, thank you so much. He says, just uh, be careful. We don't need any more. Um, and she, at this, she kind of puts her head down. She says, we don't need any more misfortunes. I'm, uh, I'll do my best. Um, I, I have faith what we're going to do. Um, I met the god of fate, Mom. I met Thajun, um, and, and she said I'm going to do some dope-ass shit. So I think I got it. But I appreciate it. She uh, kind of stands up and uh, once more pats you on the head. And she just says, well, Big Boots, your, your father would be proud of you. And so am I. Thank you so much, Mom. I, I gave her a, a big, long hug. <laughs> and at that, the uh, you know they give the order. The, the, the squad's moving out. And so she waves goodbye. And uh, and they, they move along following the herds. So your horses are outfitted. Oracle's ready. She's uh, had a good breakfast. Um, Bobby is there kind of carrying a lot of the supplies and stuff for the group um, before they get, you know, you get everything kind of on horseback. He's our pack mule now. Right. 
errand boy. And uh, yeah, so then you guys are able to set out and continue north. It's uh, about a day and a half. Um, you do notice as soon as you leave the forest, there's like a very noticeable change in the, the weather. It's almost like like the trees were kind of keeping everything pretty warm. But now that it's just this kind of barren plains, uh, or more of a steppe climate, rather. It's like a little colder. It gets colder at night. Eventually, you know, you would crest a hill and kind of off in the distance, you would see this huge, huge set of mountains. Um, they go further than the eye can see across your field of view, kind of, you know, around the horizon. And they go deeper than you can see as well. This kind of step climate leads up into the mountains, which are snow-capped and uh, jagged. You guys reach almost the uh, northernmost point of the world that you can get on foot. Uh, Marco! Hello! Marco! Marco! Kind of echoes <laughs> in the distance. <laughs> uh, yeah, is there... A, we, we got here. Any mm-hmm. idea where we're supposed to go from here? Is there a temple? Yeah. Burial as well? Um... Not that I know of. I've I've never been this far north before. Theron's going to use his primeval awareness to boy. tell if there's any dragons is one of the things I can like ping. So I'm going to like try and ping and see if there's any dragons within a, a so since we're in mountains it's my second favorite terrain so I can do it within six miles. But yeah, so it'd be celestials, fey, dragons, aberrations, undead. And elementals and fiends. Um, yeah, you don't feel any dragons in a six-mile radius. Well, uh, I I don't think we're there yet, boys. So, uh, so, so, so. Uh, oh, we've got some. Where are we? <laughs> Go back there. <laughs> so cold. He dropped his character voice. <laughs> was, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so, how much further do we have to go? At least six more miles. It's a very specific number. Heck yeah. We could probably run the rest of the way, warm ourselves up. Uh, could we not? You got any better ideas to warm up? Because I don't have an extra coat. I, I have 86 worth of warming up that I can think of. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> was I Fire just threatened? <laughs> was I just threatened? <laughs> it wasn't a threat, it yes. was a promise. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Wanna run that by me one more time? <laughs> totally. Uh, Say, uh, Big Boots, you'd notice the, uh, that your mother's <coughs> necklace seems kind of heavy on you. I mean, this metal, it's unlike any you've ever seen before. It's not iron, it's not steel. You know, it's it's very different. And as you look down at the amulet, you can see that there's a it's almost like a there's like a emblem where it's three lightning bolts. Okay. Um, which once again is a symbol that you've never seen before in relation to a barbarian tribe or a city or a particular worship. Like it's you know what that you can tell what it is obviously, but like you're not sure what to associate it with. Uh, can I do a history check on it? Uh uh-uh. uh. No? Arcana? Even a net twenty w- even a net twenty would not tell you anything. Okay. Yeah, um, you'd have no knowledge of what this comes from. Apparently a barbarian tribe, but where, when? Yeah. Alright. Uh I'm gonna s- say Spamoni into it. Does that work at all? <laughs> it doesn't. Okay. At this point it's just kinda something that sticks out to you, you know? Okay. 
So onward then. Uh, as, as you go the six miles approximately up to the mountains, um, you can feel it get much colder. There's no trees to block your path. Uh, there's kind of this cold wind that sweeps down from the mountains. It kind of gets in your face, kind of dries your face out a little bit, gets some chapped and bloody lips. The uh, oracle would just kind of, you know, Nazera, she just kind of like rides up behind Theron, you know, kind of letting him block most of the wind for her. Yeah, I also uh, probably let her continually wear the the cloak that I put on her, which is lined with bear's fur. That way it's not too unbearable. <laughs> Doing it just because. Because. Anyway, um, yeah, and, and she appreciates it. I mean, you guys get there without any, like, frostbite or anything. But uh, as you reach the base of the mountains, I need all of you guys to roll an investigation check. Uh, 12 for Magna. Five total for Big Boots. Nineteen. Uh, I had a natural twenty. Very good. All right, so Kalanon and Theron, you guys with your keen eyes are able to see. Um, so the road here kind of ends, but it's like there's a really shoddy road that leads, kind of winds up into the mountains. You can tell that this is this probably used to be more traveled, but it has since fallen in disrepair. Um, but there, there is a road here. It's one you just kind of have to look for. Like it doesn't stick out for you unless you're looking for it. There's a, <clears throat> looks like there's a bit of a path, uh, right here. And I'll just kind of point to that, uh, area. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is where we need to go. Uh, it seems like our best bet. Yeah. All right. Get out of this cold weather. No, yeah, we'll be going to- into more cold weather. Fuck. What? <laughs> yeah so as you guys lead the horses up it does indeed get colder by nightfall it feels like it's dropped about 15 degrees and then you know the sun sets and it's even colder yet as you guys look around though you do find almost like a cave that you can kind of shelter in and there's enough small like small brush and bushes and stuff that you'd be able to put together a small fire to keep warm yeah definitely do that you want us to make a survival check or anything uh, yeah, go ahead and make survival check on the fire. Anyone else want to roll that? Uh, I got a fire, seven. That <laughs> fire can get started quick, fast, and in a hurry. Whoosh. <laughs> Firebolt. Done. Yeah, I've got nothing to offer. I only had a six. I have, like, nothing for for survival. I got a nat one. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, so then... <laughs> we got a yeah. fucking... Oh, we're going to freeze to death. <laughs> no, no. Firebolt. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, you guys are like, the three of you are trying to work on it, and then Kalanon just comes up and like, poof! The fire comes in. <laughs> now, uh, as, as the cave gets completely illuminated by this campfire, you can see uh, there are claw marks inside. Um, looks like they've been clawed into the stone. Um, it looks like there is a set of uh, tally marks. And there's like thousands of tally marks, you know, that are carved into the stone here. Uh, kind of from top to bottom, like on the one side of the wall, from top to bottom for about 30 feet. Uh, the cave is about 20 feet tall. So you're talking like 60 square feet of, of little tally marks. I don't think we're alone anymore, guys. I do not care so long as I'm warm. <laughs> <laughs> um, how deep does the cave go? Uh, maybe 50 feet. 50 feet in. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wander on back to the end of the cave, see what I see. All right, you find feathers, lots of feathers. Okay, uh, like 
natural, natural, like actual bird feathers or like aracocra feathers or? Uh, go ahead and roll nature. 15 total. 15. So they are too big to be normal bird feathers. You identify they are, in fact, aracocra feathers. Um, so I remembering back when we were at the Mountain of Madness, there are the aracocras that like guided us to the tower. Does yep. it kind of look like their feathers? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like their feathers. Maybe another clan. Uh, hey guys, found some feathers. Uh, Callie, you might be able to like put this in your jacket and be warmer. Ooh, You're not weirded I, out by that. Uh, no, I always could use like down feathering. Yes. <laughs> can make a pillow. Um, yeah, I, we just want to hunker here for the night. It's getting kind of dark. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so night falls. A snowstorm starts to hit outside. You know, normally would uh, kind of snow you guys in, but with your fire spells and stuff, you could easily melt it and be able to get out. Um, so you're, it's like happening, but you don't feel like that concerned about it. You know, it's not a deal breaker in terms of the quest, but uh, right around shelter from the wind. Right. And uh, there's a point in the night where uh, could have you guys roll perception. Oh, 19. Nice. 26. 16. 25. Very good. So you guys are all able to hear um, amidst the the wisping and winding wind um, that's kind of blowing and coming in and coming out, you know, like this, this very severe wind blowing the, the snow everywhere. Uh, you also hear what sounds like the flapping of wings, like multiple wings. Guards up, guys. We might have company. I don't like the sound of that. Um, does it sound big like a dragon, or could I think maybe that might be the owner of the feathers I found? It sounds like a hundred small wings, all flapping at the same time. Kind of chaotic. Okay. Uh, I'm going to peek my head out, get a get a better look. Alright. Uh, you would see approximately um, 80 of these Aarakocra, like uh, flattering their wings, kind of flying with the wind where the wind takes them, but also kind of using their ability to fly, kind of directing them down towards the ledge that leads into the cave where you guys are at. Um, as 80 of them kind of land <coughs> in the snow, it looks like they're very thickly clad in these, like, large, um, kind of thick, like, like winter gear, you know? But yeah, about 80 of them land outside the, uh, outside the cave. And then there's one that's a little bit taller than the rest. Um, he's got his, his beak, you know, and he's in this big clad jacket, and uh, he would pull his hood back, so revealing his whole head. And um, he would say, Who are you that disturb our sanctuary? Oh, uh, uh, hey, uh, I guess your name is Eric. My, my <laughs> name is uh, uh, Big Boots, and uh, we're here to uh, look for someone. Um, sorry if we're, we're in your area. Uh, it's cold. We look for shelter to survive the night. It says so. You are not here to hunt our game, steal our feathers, harass our people? No, I had no idea you existed until about 45 seconds ago. Hmm. Go ahead and roll insight. Oh, that's a nat 20. Holy shit. He seems very serious. Like, he's like he's pretty protective, you know? Uh, behind him, you would see all the uh, Aarakocra start to, like, draw bone weapons. 
Whoa, whoa, okay, okay, guys, guys, no, no need for that. Uh, we're we're literally just here to to spend the night to survive the night. It's a huge storm out, as you can see. Uh, we're, we're looking for uh, someone called Carthazar. Yeah, we 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 don't have a bone to pick with you. We're just cold. <laughs> Especially him. Any points at Caladon? <laughs> yeah, he says Carthazar. Yeah, dog. I mean Cargazar, do you? Yes. I thought Just I actually have... had the name right for once. <laughs> do you do you have the ability to fly? Sort of. Just then come with me. If you seek Cargazar, I will take you to him. Wait, hold, hold. Do we have to go now? There's a storm outside. He just completely stony-faced. He's like, yes. Uh, uh, you can roll persuasion. Uh, you can try. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this guy's budging, Caladon. <laughs> What's my... Oh, hey, that's my... 19. He just kind of looks around at the others. He rolls his eyes. And he says, how much sleep do you require week one? Jeez. <laughs> First of all, don't assume. Second of all, <laughs> just because I'm cold doesn't mean... It's not an, not an assumption. Got- an ob- merely an observation, but continue. <laughs> They're really this guy's got firebolt on cool off cooldown. I wouldn't. <laughs> Callie, there's there's eighty of them, and they can fly. <laughs> yeah, but right now they're bunched up together and they're really close. And I'm we'll just play saying, nice. I, play, play nice. They can help us find the thing. They that, still have range on us. They have the ability to fi- help us find the MacGuffin to win the the fucking war. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Lose the battle, win the war. Uh, Hi. Sir, I'm sorry. Uh, what was your name again? My name? Solandot. Solandot. Uh, if you could please... What time is it, roughly? It'd be like 9 o'clock. 9, 9 p.m.? 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, if you could please give us till dawn, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, and then we'll we'll go where you want us to go, and we'll be out of your hair forever. Hopefully. Feathers. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he looks back, and... Um, you know, his lieutenant nods to him. Solandot says, very well. We'll give you until dawn, and then we'll return. As the first rays of the sun grace us with its presence. What did happen the other way? Is it the, the snowcats like to, you know, hang around these caves at night. Just be warned. Post a guard oh. if, you'd like to live, if you'd like to live. Oh, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, we can do that. Um, do you like jerky? Say, without answering, he, like, flies away very kind of stoic, serious, militaristic as you get the feel. Um, and then the others follow after him. Just kind of okay. up into the storm and then they disappear. I was going to give him jerky. Alright. Uh, Alright, yeah guys, let's get some shot ass. Anyone want to take first watch? Yeah, I got it. I'll take uh, ending watch. I feel that's kind of our system because two elf boys only need four hours. Yep. Yeah. See, so uh, first watch was Theron. Yep. Um, so, Theron, um, you're kind of keeping a spot warm by the uh, by the entrance of the cave, making sure nothing foul comes in. Go ahead and roll a d6. <laughs> foul. Keep those damn birds out of here. I got a four. Four? Okay. So you hear off in the distance there are, uh, you know, like meows and howls 
uh, indicating that there's quite a bit of wildlife here, you know, amidst the storm that probably likes to hunt in this kind of weather. Um, it's kind of disorienting weather. Um, but not, nothing approaches the cave mouth, though. Um, the only thing that happens on your guard ship is, uh, you know, Nazera comes up and you can tell she's kind of shaking from the, the cold weather, but you get the feeling she's also a little bit startled. She says, what do you think they meant by snow cats? Like, like little cats, like kitties or the kind that can eat you in one bite. <laughs> uh, I think they meant more like, uh, like a leopard sized cat, you know, like Bobby sized. A cat the size of Bobby? Yeah. She says, how do we even fight something that large? Well, l- like like this. And then I, I cast summon or conjure animal and I make a polar bear. And so, right. That's how. Okay. <laughs> and she just kind of, she's like really jittery, you know? I, uh, I basically like send the polar bear back inside with her and she can cuddle up to it for like an hour for warmth. To fall asleep, and then it will then disappear. Polar bear takes out a Coke. (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's a little, that's a long stretch there, Ben. Yeah. No, but, uh, but yeah, she cuddles up to it, falls asleep. Eventually the thing disappears. She just kind of falls over on her side and continues sleeping. So that's the first shift. Uh, Kalanon, go ahead and roll a D6 for the, uh, the other shift. Three. Three. You uh, so as you're kind of watching guard by the the door of the the cave, um, you would also hear like this howling, this mewing, kind of off in the in the for off in the the snowstorm, and uh, kind of making its way up from the storm. You would see like a probably a bobcat sized white. You would guess one of these snow cats, um, and it seems to have its nose to the ground. It's kind of sniffing around pretty vigorously. What? What are you looking for, little guy? As soon as you say that, it, its head pops up, and you can see that its eyes are glossed over white, like it is, uh, like blind. it's blind, and it's got kind of a blind sense going on. Perfect. I have a treat for it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it uh, it comes up to you, kind of sniffing, um, until it sniffs your feet, and then starts sniffing up your leg. Um, go ahead and roll animal handling. And then if you have a treat, then that'll give you advantage. Cool. I was hoping hey. you were doing some cruel joke. Like, have a treat for it. Fireball! <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 guys, remember that half-orc contestant? <laughs> <laughs> well, like months 20 episodes half-orc? later, it's useful. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, that's a... Is that a six? It's an 18. Um, so 24. And then I have, yeah, I give him a bit of the uh, half orc contestant. Actually, I give him the half orc contestant. <laughs> You're saving it, part of it. <laughs> it eats the whole thing vigorously. I mean, like, how, like, just rips it to shreds. How much has it, like, rotted away? Like, I, I can't imagine it's, it's, in, it's in good. It's, it's preserved. It's preserved. It's oh, fine. Okay, 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 okay. Have just put it in salt. Goblins are really good at preserving half orc contestants. Okay, mm-hmm. it's still gross that you still keep it around. <laughs> You've had oh. it on you for twenty plus episodes now. Hey, now's the time. I'm nothing like the present, I guess. Right? 
Heck yeah. Yeah, I mean, this thing, it eats the whole thing and then it looks at you kind of expectantly. It, it wants more? Of course it does. I'll create food and water. Yeah, that, we can do that. Okie doke. Yeah, so you make a, a ton of food. The, uh, the snow cat starts to just eat it vigorously until there's like an obvious bulge in its little kitty belly. And uh, at which point it it sits and it just kind of looks at you and starts to like stare at you with its little blind eyes. What's in your head, little little cat? Excuse me. Uh, What what's in that little brain of yours, little cat? As soon as you say that, you'd see it roll over and it exposes its belly to you as it's like kind of stretching out on his back. I think I think I want to rub that belly. (laughs) <laughs> I, r- I rub that belly. All right, go and roll animal handling again. Uh, th- also with advantage since you fed him. Uh, advantage would give me 22. All right. Yeah, as soon as you start rubbing the belly, it starts to let out this deep purr. And uh, there's a point where you rub its belly and the little feet come up and start batting at you. And he like grabs onto your hand and starts like playfully tr- trying to chew it. Um, mm-hmm. You can tell it's playful because he's not using any claws, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, after he does that for a while and gets some energy out, then he, he um, stands up and he walks over closer towards you and uh, just kind of like flops down on your feet when it has his belly up and he just kind of stretches out and looks there at you. Okay. You're just going to go for <clears> a nap. <throat> I, I would do that too after I eat that much. Heck yeah. Um, and it just, I mean, it zonks out right there in the, the mouth of the cave, just completely sawn logs, full belly. It's like, uh, purring amidst the snores. And, uh, this thing, like I said, it's about the size of a bobcat. So it's a pretty good size kitty. Um, but eventually, you know, if a couple hours go by, it'll wake up, sniff around, lick your hand a little bit, and then, uh, rub its face on you. Mm-hmm. And then it'll, um, kind of go back out into the storm. Probably back to its pack, you would assume. I hope he, uh, I hope we can find them. Blind cat in a snowstorm. Oh boy. Uh, as the sun begins to rise, you can see the, uh, the light outside begin to brighten. Um, and you hear once again hear the flutter of wings as Solandot and his, um, kind of his, his guard force comes back to the mouth of the cave. Um, Solandot steps out. Throws his hood back once again and says, "Well, are you well, are you rested enough to see the master?" Ah! Big Boots comes out, stretches. Ah! You got any coffee? As we know, not what this is, stranger. Uh, it's it's hot bean juice. Some people really like it, especially in glass cups. Yes, yes, they do. No, no, not with any milk. No milk. No milk. I'm a double double guy. Double cream, double sugar, please. Solid dot. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's never heard of coffee before. Um, they, oh. He does offer you. He says we we do have a warm sort of drink back in the enclave. Um, it's kind of a the way he describes it would be more akin to tea. Oh no, I hate dirty, dirty, dirty leaf water. No good. Bean water. All right, yeah, you could take me to uh to Carthagar, Carth Carth. <laughs> Not trying to mess up this name. Carth Carthagar? Carthagar. Cargazar. Yeah, uh take us to uh big big dragon daddy. This is very well. You will require the uh the ability to fly 
to make it to the Enclave. Will that be a pro- will that be a problem? I unroll Moxie. Like I got, we got it. Flying carpet. You see him crack a smile. It's not bad for landwalkers. Yeah, I got it from the cart. The carpet czar. It's <laughs> <laughs> a callback to last episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they take off, and he says, "Follow," and choo, takes off. Um, the snowstorm starts to kind of die down a bit, um, but you guys all make it on Moxie, and you fly up following the, the flock of birds, and um, eventually, you know, you get higher and higher, kind of up the mountain peaks, and uh, you can see carved into the peak of the mountain, is almost it's almost like a landing strip. It reminds you a little bit of the Dragon Eries, um of the, the Dragon Clans from when you went to get the egg for Bobby. Uh, it's kind of shaped roughly the same way, except rather than like large, you know, like a large cavern that would lead inside the mountain. There's many small ones, almost like a hornet's nest. Um, as the uh, Aarakocra, you know, they very kind of aerial acrobatically like start to spin and then they make it like different ones, make it into different holes. Uh, fallen Solon dot wherever he lands. Excellent. Yeah, he would land right on the slab outside, um, kind of direct you to land there. And he says, well... This is our home. Not this per se, but inside. It's a little too cold out for us here. He says, uh, now, before you go in, just know this. And he gets kind of a serious look. He says, any funny business, any foul play with the master (laughs) (laughs) will result in your most untimely demise. He says, we are few, few, but we are mighty. Anyone else want to take lead on this one? I'm not the right one for this one, guys. Funny business. That's all Big Boots knows. I got this. I've dealt with a dragon before. <laughs> Didn't turn out well. Theron's going to uh, use his primeval awareness to see, try and sense if there's a dragon in there. I could talk with a dragon. That'd be perfectly fine. Yeah, you know Draconic, don't you? I do. Well, fine then, Mr. Speaks with Lizards. <laughs> and... <laughs> Still uses primeval awareness to see if there's a dragon in there. Okie doke. You do not feel a dragon. That's... Uh... Hey. Kalanon. There's no dragon in them dare caves. And Theron just kind of backs away and lets him do his thing. Uh, that's... That's fine. I'm not... De- I'm not deterred by that information. Yeah, so taking the lead, Kalanon, you uh, lead him into the caves right behind Solondot, who's going to be kind of like your envoy here. Um, as you make your way inside the caves, you would see this mountain is largely hollowed out, and uh, there are several kind of uh, clefts sticking out of the mountains that um, have different, like, uh, nests. Each nest would be about a 30-foot 30 uh, foot diameter on these mountain clefts, as the uh, the mountain itself is hollowed out down further than the eye can see. Mm-hmm. Um, indicating that there are hundreds, if not thousands, of these birds, these aracocra that live here. Mm-hmm. Yep the the uh, the small, few but mighty. Uh huh. Love that. Mm-hmm. Well, few to them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you would also see eggs. You know, uh, apparently aracocra eggs, kind of in some of these nests, um, being nuzzled by like. Elderly Aarakocra, you guess kind of like some female Aarakocra, um, until they're ready to hatch the, the new generation. 
Um, Solandat would tell you, you know, we're going to fly down um, quite a ways. Make sure to uh, anything valuable, hold on to it. Uh, oh, okay, sure, absolutely. Um, and I'll kind of like hold on to big boots. And I'll hold on to Magna. What <laughs> button? <laughs> unhand me! I say, yeah, the uh, Oracle would just instinctively hold on to Theron. Theron's gonna just like hold on to his bow. <laughs> <laughs> My one true love. <laughs> I, I'm reminded a bit of Dragon Age Inquisition. Maybe. Dwarf named the bow. Anyways, wrote a whole book. Anyways, never mind. Never mind. I never played it. Uh, yeah, Magna uh, grabs onto Bobby. Magna's not quite sure what's going on here, but everybody's grabbing onto each other. He's like, mm, probably should grab the boy. <laughs> Make probably. sure we don't leave him behind, whatever's going to be happening. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so you guys descend for what seems like hours, you know, into this darkness. Um, at one point, uh, Solandot would strike up like a torch. And that would give you some dim light as you make your way down into the depths of this mountain. Eventually, uh, you would all start to feel this kind of almost like magnetic energy. Um, like there's almost like a buzzing, you know, in your in your head. It makes your like the hair on your neck stand up. Um, seems almost like ma- like kind of magical in nature. But it's like uh, it's like someone's got the bass on too high in here. And it's very subtle, but it's noticed by everybody. Um, as you make your way down, you would eventually hear uh, Solandot say, we're approaching the floor now, on your guard, as he very gently rests on the floor, uh, and Moxie does as well, allowing you guys to stand up and stretch your legs. You would see a, uh, you know, he's got kind of the dim light there with the torch. He would go around and light a bunch of torches. The area that you're in would be about 100 feet in radius. So at 200 feet in diameter, this large kind of circular chamber, um, you get the feeling that like, you know, as you're descending, it's almost like this, like the floor itself has honeycombed, where like instead of one large kind of carved out mountain area, it's almost like in each little kind of like a cylinder shaped room. Yeah. So so once he's got the whole place, the, the torch is lit, you see a large crystal in the center of the uh, in the center of this room. Kind Ooh, of a it's shiny. large kind of a. Uh, it's like the crystal itself looks like it's made out of glass, but there's this fog that goes around inside that's more opaque, kind of milky-looking fog that seems to be constantly swirling and moving. What's that? That's, this room that's... is like a really big can of ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Solandot would um, tell you to wait here. He says, do not touch the crystal without our permission. And he goes off to, uh, flies off to get a couple of people. Oh. <sighs> Shouldn't have said he, that. Big Boots is wanting to touch that crystal now. <laughs> uh, he's going to be on his best behavior, but he is definitely <laughs> wants to touch it. He's sitting there, like, twitching, like, I want to, but... <laughs> <laughs> Can I have each of you guys make a wisdom saving throw? 18 for Magna. Is it magical? Uh, kind of. Is it a charm? Not not a charm so much as a... No, not a charm. Okay. All right, I, I got ask, an 18. Gnome, gnome Cunning, I have advantage on uh, wisdom saving throws if they're magical. 
Yeah, and you'd I'm have also immune to charms. The first roll was better. A total of uh, eight. Okay. I got ten. Twenty-four. All right. So, Big Boots, with the lowest result, um, at eight, you... Uh, <clears throat> so you start to feel, like hear this kind of whisper in your head. as you. It's almost like you uh, you zone out for a moment and you hear this whispering in the back of your mind. And then you snap to it and you've been staring at the crystal this whole time. And then it, it starts to right. happen. It's like more frequent, you know? Like where you just kind of zoom out, zoom out and it's like the whole world goes gray as you're just staring at this flowing kind of... Uh, Milky kind of fog inside the uh, inside the crystal. The crystal itself stands about twenty feet tall and is about twenty feet wide, with uh, jagged edges—not necessarily sharp, but jagged edges to it. Okay. Am I able to control myself, or am I just like kind of zombie walking towards it? Well, yeah. At this point, you're not walking towards it. You're mostly so just like being entranced by it. Like uh, once again, you're not being charmed per se. It's not making mm-hmm. you act against your will. You're just kind of like. Like you're losing track of time looking at it as this this fog is starting to, you know, in your mind. Okay. Um, eventually, you guys would hear the the, the ruffle of feathers as four Arakakra, um approach. You know, they land and they approach you guys. Uh, you would see Solandot and then two guards that look like they're um, they're about armed to the teeth. You know, they have this very thick armor, uh, multiple bone weapons bow and arrow with like bone uh, or like a bone made bow with arrows in a quiver. These guys are like decked out for, uh, for military stuff. And then um, standing among them as well as one, he looks a lot older. Um, you can tell kind of by his beak, you know, like his beak looks older. He's got kind of a, a grayer look and he's dressed in this kind of off white robe as he uh, approaches you guys. He- hello. So you're the, Surface walkers that Solandot was telling me about. That, that we are. We've walked many a surfaces. What brings you to our settlement? We do not see many of your kind. Well, we're looking for uh, an ancient dragon. Hmm. Kargazar, you speak of. Kargazar, that is correct. What business do you have with the master? Uh, well, we are. We have an upcoming battle, probably, with his brother of sorts. A very dark and powerful dragon. Draconon is who you speak of, yes? Someone has released Draconon? Yes, unfortunately. It says, now, tell me, what about your war makes it so different from the others who have come? Granted, we have not had many surface walkers among us in quite a long time, but it's always for the same thing. This war, that war. We are right, they are wrong. You know, blood has been spilled, we need the advice of the second dragon. What what makes your war so different? Why should you killing your brother be any different than any of the others we've turned away? When you've turned them away, what, what have they asked for? Knowledge of war. Knowledge of uh, controlling the dragons to seek to um, use that knowledge to benefit them in their killing of others. As we do not wish to be complicit in such an act. We come to serve and we come to worship the master. 
we're not looking to control the dragons. We're just looking to stop somebody who is deeply, deeply hurt and is lashing out against the world. Says, who is this that you speak of? Uh, well, he's the now king of Indiglis, uh, King Eldario, and he has actually destroyed uh, the staff. Was it the staff of harmony? Peacekeeper. Uh, the peacekeeper. peacekeeper. That's what it was. He <clears throat> destroyed the peacekeeper to ensure that nothing could stop him. Made a pact with Draconon. And is seek to seeking to uh, take over the entire world or destroy it. Honestly, his his madness right now, I see no bounds to it. He says then it is as I have seen, the god of death is ascendant. All of the spirits say the same. He says, but that still doesn't quite answer my question. What about this war? What about you? Why are you coming to me? Why not some great ambassador, some great warrior? (laughs) I mean... What makes you worthy to entreat with the master? uh, We we come of pure heart and of of good intentions. uh, Like I said, there's there's nothing for personal gain for us. He says, come, let me look into your mind, ascertain the truth of this. You see his, eye, his hands start to glow white um, as he made direct eye contact with Kalanon. <laughs> but yeah, he would uh, bring, he's got like clawed kind of talon <laughs> hands, but he's, you know, he's not going to use them on you. He brings them up and kind of like on either side of your temples. Um, and uh, you guys would see this white glow brighter and brighter, illuminating this entire chamber. Kalanon, so when you guys meld minds, he would have, so this guy is, um, the priest, his name is Clent, K-L-E-N-T, um, or at least that's how you pronounce it in common. Um, in the Aarakocra language, it's got a couple more syllables, but he, you can call him Clint. Um, but anyway, so you can, you know, as you guys kind of mind meld, uh, you can see that he is a priest here. He worships Kargazar. You know, his father was the head priest and his father before him was the head priest and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also tell that they have recently suffered a tragedy and that uh, there's a little bit of mourning and a feeling of loss within him um, as his counterpart, um, because they have two priests. One of them has been captured by a mind flayer. Um, oh. And he's still kind of feeling that loss. Um, now, from what, you know, and then he reads your mind, he can see that each of you guys has been blessed by the God that you worship. Mm-hmm. Um and that is good enough for him. If the gods trust you, then he'll trust you too. Um, very last thing you can see in his mind is that Kargazar is actually dead. But his uh, his soul and his spirit resides within the crystal. Okay. Uh, how did how did he die? Well, uh, Lore says that they you know they have an oral tradition that they pass down. Uh, Lore says that you know after. Uh, King Cory lost control of Draconon, and Draconon started to, you know, destroy everything. Um, it was such that Kargazar tried to stop his older brother and be mm-hmm. like, hey, we might be going too far. We can't kill off everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then Draconon mortally wounded him, which then Kargazar flew up to these mountains uh, to rest here and then died. 
uh, his crystal being kind of bat or his his uh, soul kind of forming into this hardened crystal that you see before you. But yeah, um, as you guys finish the mind meld, he uh, kind of bows deeply and says, uh, "My apologies. I I believe I misjudged you, all of you. I can tell that the gods, if the gods have chosen you, then that is good enough for me. However, I cannot complete the ritual without my counterpart." And he would go on to explain how there's a mind flare, um, kind of has a layer in these mountains. There's a goblin tribe that worships him. And uh, normally, you know, like they, uh, these two priests, you know, they can do just about any ritual together and uh, kind of like two halves of the whole. And uh, so this mind flayers had it out for him for quite a while. So the mind flayer, you know, when one of these priests dies, the next one kind of is bestowed that power. So it never goes away. It just transitions to the next priest that becomes, you know, and it kind of goes in that way. It's like cyclical. So this mind flayer is, uh, he hates them and he hates the Arakakra and he hates their religion and he just as soon see them all die and burn. And so he's captured one of the priests knowing that if they elect a new priest in the captured one's place, that that will, you know, he can come out and say, no, this is the real priest. And then the Arakakra people will lose faith. But until they do that, you know, they have no way themselves of getting to the Mind Flayer. He's pretty well defended. Um, until then, they, they're about half strength. Goblin clan, you say? Oh, goblins are a specialty. Yeah, these are uh, snow goblins. They live up further north uh, near the glacier. Okay. We have, uh, we have a couple of things we can do there. Um, does this Mind Flayer have a name? Uh, yes. They say, um, in, in the Mind Flayer language, it's uh, too long and difficult to pronounce. Um, they only know it as Ravager. But uh, yeah, it's created kind of this faith crisis, you know, because they, they can't do their full rituals without the other priest. But if they try and elect a new priest, you know, then it's like kills faith because they're like, that's not the real priest. And it kind of undermines the whole religion they've got. So if we get your priest back, you can complete the ritual and we can go forth and maybe just maybe save the world this indeed yes together we'd have enough power to summon Kargazar's spirit and from there you'd be able to speak with him to draw it forth from the crystal and contain it in a manner that you'd be able to commune with oh. I, then I see no reason for us to delay any longer it's very good can I can I touch the crystal before we leave he uh he smiles. He says, yes, of course. Did, did Solondot tell you you couldn't? Yeah, yeah, he did. He says, ah, it's a jokey place. As soon I, as I, you I, tell someone they can't do something, then that's all they want to do, of course. I run up and just touch it. Like, yeah, you feel just it. Real it. Life, like real life me at a museum, I am touching it. Hell yeah. It like seems to almost vibrate under your fingertips. Kind of like when you mow the lawn, and afterwards your hands are kind of st- like still shaking, you know? Ooh. That's the feeling you get from it, as the whispering in the back of your head kind of grows and grows. It's still unintelligible, but it sounds like like there's some kind of garbled message that they're trying to tell you. Um, can I do like an insight check, see if I can break it? Yeah. Uh, well, insight would be more like the tone of it, like a sense okay. motive. Okay. Yeah, uh, total of 12. 12? Whatever it is, it seems urgent. Okay. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, 
14. Any any difference? Uh, not not really. No. Seems just, urgent. urgent. You can tell it's it's probably from the sounds of it. What you've heard before is probably speaking in draconic, but it's like garbled draconic. Hey, Callie, uh, do you know what this means? That mean anything to you? Um, mm, no. Oh, all right. Insight check. Uh, rolling an insight check. Twenty one. Holy shit! It sounds like someone put Scrabble tiles into a blender and poured it, and was like, "What does it say?" <laughs> oh, you got nothing. Okay. Um. Yeah, we asked for directions for where the mind frayer flayer flight the mind boy is. Mind boy, yeah. Um, yeah, they say you know the ravager. He uh, is a few miles north of the mountains here. Um, there's a large entrance to the, the lower glacier or the the southern glacier, I guess you could say, and uh, he has made his abode there, along with um, hundreds of goblins that he has enslaved to his will. Child's play. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, head out, head out that way. Okie doke. So, uh, Clint would wish you guys good luck. And, you know, having melded minds with him for a moment, Kalanad, you'd be able to tell from his tone that he's absolutely sincere. Like, he almost feels like he's sending you guys on a de- on your, your, you know, like a death wish kind of thing. It's not the first time we've been sent. Just another day in the office. So you guys fly up um, with the uh, the glowing that is now present here in the bottom of this mountain. You can, as you fly up out of this chamber, you can tell that the bottom of this chamber is absolutely hollowed out like a honeycomb, with the uh, the crystal, the glowing crystal uh, housing Kargazar's soul, uh, being smack dab in the middle um, as you rise up back out of the mountain, and it kind of gets colder as you go up. But uh, eventually, after what seems like a few hours, you make it back up to the uh, the landing outside. Um, at which uh, Solandot has has joined you guys, and um, he gives you guys a map of the surrounding area in the glacier. Says, you know, just head due that way, and and you you can't miss it. Um, he says, uh, and on on a personal note, you know, this uh, the other the other priest is a uh, you know we were from the same nest. He's like a brother to me. But that being said, this mind flare, his goal is to wipe us out, either through destroying our faith or destroying our people. He says, should the time come, you need to promise me that you will not allow its infection to spread any further. And that if, if needs be, uh, that you will kill the priest. Cold blooded murder is not a problem. We got you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's one of those things, you know, the the priest Clint would have told you that like, if one of them dies, then it's like, they just get reborn again in a different body. So it's like, they're never going to be out two priests unless one is captured and kept hostage, which is the situation that they're in now. So it's one of those things. What was the, what was the other priest's name? uh, We have Clint. Uh, Let's see. Clint and Akadar. Akadar. Okay. Yeah. Um, So you guys head north. Uh, you're able to kind of fly above the snowstorm. Um, eventually, off in the perimeter, on the uh, off in the horizon, you see, um, you know, just the largest glacier you've ever seen. It goes further than the eye can see beyond the horizon. And it stretches off further 
you know, to the east and to the east and to the west further than further than the eye can see. I need all of you to roll perception. Uh, thirteen for Magna. Okay, natural twenty at twenty nine total. Wow, twenty six. Very good. Twenty nine. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, big boots, Kalanon. And Theron, you guys would all be able to see this large, almost looks like a melted opening to the uh, to the the lower the the closest glacier, which is the southernmost one. It kind of almost from the air, you can tell it almost comes to a point, and that point is where where the opening is. Um, with the twenty nine, you can see inside as this glacier kind of turns into more um, looks like caverns. Like the the whole place has probably almost been hollowed out into caverns. Um, almost like an ant hill in the ice. Um, standing guard, you see a. Uh, well, I, I should mention the uh, the opening is guarded by uh, probably about thirty goblins, as they they have like this kind of makeshift palisade wall made out of rock and stone and ice and uh, a little bit of wood, um, kind of blocking the entryway with a large wooden gate. All right, guys. Um, how do we want to do this? Do we do we see if I can try to convince these goblins to turn on their master? Do I just grab our goblins and just awesome goblin war? Or do we try to s- stealth it in and just try to gr- smash and grash, snatch and grab out of here? I, I feel like we can just kill them ourselves. I think okay. we could go. We could try going with as. Let's try to go with as minimal bloodshed as possible. Let's try to stealth it, if we can. Uh, and if things go south, let's make sure we have our goblins on standby. <laughs> let's just bang on the front door. Like, I mean, I feel like we should try not to try to minimize the ca- the number of casualties as possible. Um, just, uh, yeah, I don't think going in. Since Rambo, when do you care about goblin lives? I I didn't say I never did. I just prefer if, to If if know. we stealth in and then we get caught, we're surrounded. If we kill these guys now and just bash our way in, we're not surrounded. How many I mean, of them I'm, are there? I'm worried Isn't about like spell a- slots cuz there's a couple hundred. Yeah, we can't I mean, we can't we, take on Yeah, but it's okay. Them. Goblins oh, are only like CR 1/8. It's fine. <laughs> It's essentially ten to one. I don't. It's it's like twenty to one. So I'm not. I mean, I could take nineteen. I'm just worried that you guys would have a hard time with one. Honestly. <laughs> and Kalanon, one memory from when you mind melded with Clint. One thing that would stick out to you is that these goblins are definitely like very much under a charm effect by this mind flare. Like they're essentially a colony of slaves. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Well, if it's this will certainly help our decision making. Uh, it's not the the goblins themselves that are. Well, I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's not the goblins' fault that they're here. They're being controlled by the mind flare. Okay, so possible new recruits if we can just kill the mind flare. That's what I'm hearing. That is exactly what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. So let's go in there stealthily with minimal bloodshed. And then, yeah, we may have more goblins. (laughs) (laughs) 
to <laughs> that we have to babysit. I mean, that we'll have uh, on our side. Um, when we set down, I'm just going to draw the Omorukatal symbol wherever we land out of vision, okay. just in case. Yeah. Ah, yes. I remember the Great Goblin War. Mm. <laughs> Sit down. Mountain Simon. Goblin versus Snow Goblin. It was an epic battle. <laughs> Do I have a story for you? Stealth it in? Want to try that? I'm hearing. All right. Let's do it. Sounds good. <laughs> Mag- go ahead and stealth. Clank, 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 clank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> disadvantage on stealth. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll stealth, guys. 18. <laughs> Are you okay total of, <laughs> total of five. <laughs> 28. 15. Wow, the one in armor did better. (laughs) (laughs) So, the, uh, oh, there we are. Um, So, from the sounds of it, Magna, Theron, Kalanon, you guys are able to stealth effectively in the snow, leading up to the glacier. Uh, Big Boots, how how do you get noticed? (sighs) (laughs) I'm going to assume... He, like, just... He's still focused on touching that crystal. So, he's a little distracted, and, like... He's like, man, if I can just get a part of that and sell it... And he's, like, counting his coin purse full of all of his gold. And he's like, I bet I can double this. And just, like, a couple fall on the ground. And he's like, oh, god damn it. Yeah, above you, on the palisade wall, um, five goblins approach. And uh, so you guys would remember that your clan of goblins has kind of evolved to uh, like every one of them as a racial trait can cast firebolt. Sure. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, because remember from the pirate ship where they're yeah. like, why didn't you say so? Gaboosh. And they like destroy the enemy ship with no effort. Um, yeah. So this this clan has uh, from what you can tell, you know, their hands start to glow. And uh, could I have you guys roll arcana? Yeah. Uh, nine from Magna. Eleven. Oh, that's better. Okay. Uh, Sixteen. Eighteen. Alright, uh, eighteen will do it. Um, Kalanon, you recognize that um, their racial cantrip for this clan of goblins would be Ray of Frost. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, well, they would they would look at you guys and be like, "Hey, who goes there? <laughs> what is your problem, eh? Get out of here! We don't want you. Oh, you're looking uh, for trouble, but we're not going to back down from it. You hear? Oh no, so, sorry, bro. We were just we're we're selling jerky, and just wanted to know if you want some jerky. What is jerky, eh? It's like Show us. Dr- it's dry, dehydrated meat that tastes like teriyaki. It's pretty dope." Why would you dry the meat? It tastes much better, bloody. No, you, no, no, some no, kind no. of animal? Here, here, trust me. And I just break off like a small piece and hand it to him. Well, he's up on the wall. Oh, I, I toss it to him. Free they sample. like all, they all like avoid it. Like they, they're like scurry off to the sides, like part as the meat falls in between them. And then the one that was talking to you kind of comes up and he pokes it with his bone sword. Like, what are you trying to pull here? 
no, no, eat it. And I, I, I take a piece of mine and bite it and be like, it's good. As soon as you, uh, you see that, as soon as they see you take a bite and eat it, um, the one that is addressing you looks at one of the others and says, gobble putts, eat that. And he's like, but sir, I don't want to. He says, you're going to eat it. You're going to like it or die one way or the other. And he points his sword at gobble putts. Gobble putts is like, ah, whatever, whatever. And so he goes and he eats it. He takes a bite, I should say, and he's chewing it and he looks and he just devours the rest of it. And he says, more. Do you have more? What is teriyaki? How is it styled? Uh, it's it's just like a really nice, sweet flavor. Um, yeah, we got more. Uh, would you guys be interested in buying some? Because we don't have money. All oh. we can do is give some kind of... You know, unless you count uh, bones. We have lots of bones. Would you be willing Creatures. to trade? Uh, your meat for our bones? Hot dog. No, our, our meat for maybe uh, a certain fancy person you have inside? Fancy person. We don't have any fancy people. Maybe Knuckleblood. He's pretty fancy. A lot of bones on him. <laughs> uh, do you have like a hostage, maybe? Like a priest? We're looking for like to start a new religion. We need a priest. We Roll really like birds. <laughs> Roll persuasion. Uh, 22 total. He says, uh, how do you know about the priest? I mean, what priest? We don't have a priest. I didn't need a priest. priest. You said priest. <laughs> you just told me you had a priest we don't have a priest are you crazy what are we gonna do with a priest you just said bro uh, well, even if we did have a priest they don't taste very good they well, taste yeah. better than comics though comics just taste funny yeah no no like I'll give you all the jerky we have if you give us that bird boy we are not having over the priest if you we had one, oh, which you do we don't. Have a priest. You have a priest. Hey, all right. What's your name? Is it is it Thunderstorm? Thunder Thunder Gump? Squatch Clench. <laughs> Beautiful name. My mother. That was my mother's name. Your mother's name was Squatch Clench. Uh, it is in this scenario. <laughs> Roll deception. <laughs> so fifteen on the die. Uh, plus seven. Oh, plus yeah, plus seven. So twenty-two. Your mother must have been a goblin then, eh? Is that why you're so little? Uh, I'm a little dude, bro. You see it. So look at what he... Seen is believing, right? You got your eyes? You got eyes? You got eyes, right? Yeah, two of them. Well, three in my pocket. Hell yeah, dude. Hey, so hand over that priest boy, and I'll give you all the jerky. In fact, I'll bring you a monthly supply of jerky. Every month, a new supply of jerky for the rest of your life. Because what about the monster, though? Do you want that, too? And uh, Gobbleputt says, shh, don't tell him about the monster. No, no, I don't want the monster. I just want the bird boy. Well, the bird boy is part of the monster. Or he will be, at least. Well, l let's let's get that. Let's bring him to me before that happens. We can't bring you the bird boy. And we can't Why? bring you the monster, for that matter. Why not? We can show you where he is. Who knows? We might even be cousins. Was that your mother's side or your father's side that your mother was named Squatch Clench? Oh, this is, uh, my mom's side, like I said, is my mom's name. My mother's mother's father's side, actually. Ah, so you're a man of culture as well. Of course. <laughs> I, too, can trace my lineage back at least 40 years. And he goes on to kind of just ramble on and on and on and on about his goblin lineage. His father of that kind of Magnus just sitting there in the back corner like, oh, my God, it's never ending with these people. 
It's the same damn thing! I, I will say this, knowing 40 years of goblin heritage is very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are. Oh my goodness. You're the you're you're king shit of fuck mountain around here, aren't you? <laughs> king what? King king shit of fuck mountain. I've never heard that before. You never heard that? No, it's no. it's uh it's what you are. He's like, I like you, man. I, can I just call you cuz? Uh, hell yeah. If I can call roll you cuz. Roll persuasion. 13 on the die, plus 7, uh, 20, Un- dirty 20. Okay, um, so you beat their insight check. Now, they they can't bring, they, they know full well that if anyone touches the bird boy, then it's certain death. That's an order from, from the mind flayer, from the ravager. Um, but they figure there's, since your family... And uh, family servants, then there's no harm in bringing you to him, as long as you know no one touches him. That's the rule. You touch him, <laughs> dead. Oh, I've been through this today. Yeah, no problem. Um, just let's do it quietly, okay? Because uh, you know, we like to keep it on the down low, right? I mean, because you want you want the jerky for yourselves, right? More people know about the jerky, less you get. You know, it's a whole thing. So let's keep it between the us here, right? Say so you'd see them, they all kind of, I mean, there's like maybe eight goblins that are in on this. They all kind of huddle around on the wall, and you can see uh, one of them goes and grabs like a big pile of snow and just splashes it down, and the other one uses his sword to like try and do the mathematics of how much how much meat they're all going to get, at which point Squatch Clencher is going to say, well, I'm the leader, so I get half. And Gobble Putz, you tried it, so you get another half, and everyone else is going to get a quarter of what's left. <laughs> And they're all, they're all like, sounds good to me. Because you, you are a mathematician. Are you a wizard? Said, well, I'm trying. My goodness. So, you know, eventually once they got the math figured out, which would take about 10 minutes. Um, Naturally. Which, you know, as you guys pay attention, basically Squatch Clench keeps altering the deal, adding fractions, taking away decimals, carrying the one, uh, rounding down. To the point where he's going to get all the intestines, and all the other ones are totally fine with it. I know you guys don't watch wrestling, but there's a wrestling meme of Scott Steiner challenging Samoa Joe to a wrestling match. Like, now, Samoa Joe, you step in the ring with me, you got a 50-50 chance of winning, but I'm a genetic freak, so at best, you got a 33 and a one-third chance of winning. So I'm imagining it's like that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, within 10 minutes, they'll let, they, they, open the, they crack open the main gate and uh, let you guys come in. Now, the only thing, though, is that, you know, they say, you're going to have to blend in here. So what they do is uh, they take some adhesive and they they cover your your front. This is for all of you. They cover your front, down your forearms, and from your knees down to your feet in adhesive. And then they dump a bucket of feathers on you. (laughs) They just tarred and feathered us. Yeah, that way, you know, they can say, oh, these are our prisoners. Wink, wink. And then no one will question it as they lead you guys in. Okay. Sure. Sure. We call this fart and tethering. (laughs) So close. So close. I am so angry right now. I cannot even explain how angry I am right now. (laughs) I hate uh, everything. 
But yeah. Um, now, I will mention the Oracle would have stayed back from this. That's a little bit too much direct fire for her. So she's going to stay back and consult with the Clint the Priest. Uh, as would have Bobby. Bobby was going to stay back and be her her attendant in case any funny business happened. He'll find a way to complain about it, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah. left me behind again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you guys covered in feathers. There would also be, so they've got some like fake handcuffs where it's like the, the rope holding them together is kind of rotten. So you'd just be able to like snap them in half, you know, with like a DC 13 athletics. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, Squatch Clench has got you guys all gussied up to look like the newest prisoners. Uh, if if I may, Squatch Clench, um, I myself am a bit of a magician. Before you far and tether me, um, can I just look like one of you? I'm short. I'm a short boy. As, oh, that's true. Yes. Yes, of course, cousin. Yes. All right. Let's see your disguise. I cast disguise self. He says, you look terrible. I don't either. That'll you. work. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use my hat of disguise self to make myself look like an Aarakocra. Okay. They're still going to throw feathers on you. Just be like a little <laughs> bit of like, extra spurts, you know? That's fine, but at least now I look past, like, believable, you know? Totally. Yeah, so they got you guys in the, the false handcuffs. Big Boots, you're able to kind of join the crowd as, uh, you know, Squatch Clench's cousin. And he leads you into the main cave, which you can see splits off about a dozen different ways as the cave. So, you know, it's all ice from here, but it seems like it kind of like they've hewn in steps and they've used stone to kind of make the place so it's not going to collapse. And that you're not slipping and sliding everywhere. Um, it's actually a, a pretty good construction for a goblin clan, considering. Um, and you guys looking at it would guess that the Mind Flayer had something to do with this. Like he's kind of like it knows the architecture of it and it's using the goblins as the labor force. So then you guys are able to make it through. Uh, you descend this very large ice and stone staircase down into the ground, into the glacier. There's a point where the, uh, the you know, this hallway opens up into this huge, huge chamber. Um, I'm talking like 300 feet tall, probably a half mile back, all hewn out of the ice. Um, you can see that there's like hundreds of goblins carrying hunks of ice and like little wheelbarrows and wagons. There's like uh, the ones that are chipping the ice off. And then the ice falls and they put it in the wagons and kind of haul it away to different places. Looks like they're they're in a pro in the state of digging. We're on notice. We're going to at least pay attention to you at all. Um, well, high or low? Hi. Um, a uh, platoon of goblins, about 12 of them, come up to you guys. They say, Squatch Clench, looks like you've got prisoners, eh? How lovely. Squatch Clench is like, yep, you got it. Prisoners, delicious, delicious prisoners. We will eat them. And they will be delicious. Right, boys? Huzzah! No! Okay, so, uh, yeah, Joey, he would poke you with his little spear. Not in, like, a damaging way. More like a, speak, boo-boo, speak. You will be delicious, will you not? He kind of just gives him a dirty look. Huzzah, classic bird people. Always giving us dirty looks. Thinking they're better. Well, when uh, the beast comes forth, then we'll see who's better. Really ruffled his feathers there. <laughs> Um, can I have you guys all roll perception inside this chamber? Uh, 10 for Magna. 16. 13. 29. Yeah, so you guys would all be able to see. So in the very back of this huge ice cavern where they're like hollowing it out, sticking out of the ice, you would see a clawed hand 
Looks like it's covered in dark green scales. Each claw is probably about the size of an SUV. I'm talking like Godzilla-sized, you know? Sticking out of the ice as a troop of goblins are tacking away the ice around it. And then just kind of a, a ways to the side, you would see the claws of another sticking out of the ice, and they're starting to tack that one away too. Um, like they're trying to dig something out of the ice is the, the vibe you get. So would you say that they're si- the size of a, like a standard carriage? Yes. Yeah, for for size. Yeah, each of the, that's just the claws, you know. All right, because you said SUV, and I was like, well, big boots. You um, addressed as, you know, Squatch Clench's cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the this patrol of goblins would kind of look you up and down and say, "Who's the new one?" I don't smell him. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I, I just transferred here from from uh, the the division above the mountains. I've never heard of the division above the mountains. Can you divide a mountain? I guess we'll find out when the beast pops out, huh? Hell they all just kind of yeah. chuckle to themselves. Um, they say, seriously, though, who are you? Are you some kind of traitor? A spy? Are you a man disguised as another man? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, his, I'm Squat Clench, Squat Clench's cousin. That's right, my cousin, see? And he kind of comes up to you and like throws his arm playfully around your neck, almost like he's putting you in a headlock. And he says, can't you see the resemblance? And uh, the smell of his breath almost knocks you out. It just, it smells like death and rotten mayonnaise. <laughs> Go ahead and roll deception. That I should say that'll be with advantage because Squatch Clench is there vouching for you. Whew, I was going to say that was not a good roll. <laughs> oh, I just dropped my dice. That is a little better. So it's going to be a total of 22. Okie doke. Yeah, they uh, look at Squatch. Watch Clench, and they look at you, and they say, Meh, none of us look alike anyway. They say, be on your business, then. Prisoner cells, as you, you know, just remember where the prisoner cells are, and they point over on the left, the far left side of the chamber. You see, like, a couple of hallways that would lead back to hollowed-out prison cells made of the ice. As you guys are escorted back there, uh, you would... So, Kalanon, you had the big, the, the best perception last time, a 29, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, the left claw, that's the hand that's completely chiseled out of the ice, you would see it start to twitch 